Welcome to Car Wash, the podcast, your source for real stories and real business insights from the experts, both in and out of the car wash industry. So put it in neutral, feed off the brakes, and take your hands off the steering wheel, because here we go. Here are your guides on this journey. David Begin of Begin Insights and Car Wash Magazine Editor-in-Chief, Matt DeWolf. Hello, Car Wash Nation. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Car Wash the Podcast, the podcast that makes you a great car washer and a slightly better human being. I'm With still me today say is it. my I'm co-host, Matt Sorry, Squid David. Bait DeWolf. I'm gonna, which, what was that one? Squid Bait? Squid Bait, yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying these out. Oh, Squid Bait. <laughs> Let's try it. All right, well. Today I'm squid bait, man, David. <laughs> well, you know, I just, I'm, I'm looking for a call sign. I'm trying them out. They're not, they don't have to stick. Nothing's stuck. Um, squid bait, squid might be bait was given to a pilot who got shot down over the Mediterranean <laughs> during an exercise. So, uh, all right. Squid bait. So he was, he had, he had to splash his aircraft. They called him squid bait after that, which I kind of like that squid bait. Oh man. But the problem squid. in the military is you don't get to pick your call sign. It gets picked for you. That's fair. That's fair. Right. Yep. And it's typically something you did or something you said. <laughs> so try something not you to. you wish you wouldn't have done or wish you wouldn't have said. So try not to crash and then you won't be. Squidward. That's right. Yeah. So you, you just get stuck with it. It doesn't, it doesn't, um, it's not something you can pick. So, oh, man. well, but it, it kind of gives you that tough feeling. He's squid bait, right? <laughs> squid bait. Yeah. I mean, it's like <laughs> tough and, Slimy, maybe a little rubbery. I don't know. I don't know. Something. Well, squid bait means you're going to be eaten by the squid. <laughs> right. <what> it means. <laughs> so, <laughs> it might not be something, something you really well, want, but that's you can name that anyway. That's not. That's not a happy ending. So, so no. let's, let's talk about something a little happier, shall we? Shall we? Yes, do that. I don't want to be squid bait anymore. You can still all call right, me squid bait. I'm all for it. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so, you know, we t- we talked uh, we talked on our last episode. Uh, about kind of taking taking stock of 2020 and what that looks like uh, from from just kind of rewarding yourself and and congratulating yourself for making it through that year. But uh, now we want to shift focus a little bit and, and talk a little bit about what we're kind of looking for in 2021. And I think one of the things that uh, comes to comes to my mind that I've really been thinking a lot about is, and this is because my wife checked out a book for me to read from the library that made me think this way. Uh, I started thinking about habits, right? And um, we've been, we've been changing our way of living for the last 10 months. And that is in, in, in the world of habit forming, that is an enormously long amount of time. And so Mm -hmm. I think there's gotta be some things that come out of this that aren't going anywhere. Right now, some of this stuff, like it's going to disappear and we're going to be grateful for it, but there, there's got to be some things that are going to stick. So David, I want, I want to know, I want to know from you, like, what do you think is going to stay around? Like which, which yeah. habits are sticking? I think that's interesting that, that you, uh, that you, you're thinking in terms of habits. What, what book did you have you read? What uh, habit book? It was Hooked by, Hooked. Uh, I can't say the guy's name. I always mess it up, but Nir Yao, I think. Okay. Okay. But yeah, I it was, it's really good. It's really, it's, 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 it's a little, it gets a little dark toward the end because it starts talking about the responsibility that, that you have uh, once you've now learned how to hook people, right. And create products that, that are keep people hooked that you have a, uh, you have a little bit of an ethical and uh, 
you know, moral responsibility to use that power wisely. But yeah, yeah, they just uh, they just opened In and Out Burger here in Colorado Springs. So oh, delicious! And I'm hoping they're using their power of long lines <laughs> responsibly. <Yeah. laughs> Just so you know, it was a 14-hour wait on the first day. So oh if somebody showed up at 2 p.m. in line, they were about to be served by 4 a.m. the next morning. <laughs> That's ridiculous. That's how can crazy I, it is. Can, I, can we just derail for a minute here? Yeah. What on earth would you wait 14 hours for? You know, it's something to do. I mean, the guy who was first in line here, the, the story about the guy who was first in line found out it was going to open on Friday. <laughs> so he parked his truck in the drive-in lane on Tuesday afternoon and lived out of his truck for three or four days until Friday came so he could be the first customer in and out. I that is that is absurd to me. I mean, I know, I know, but, but people, people love it. And what is it about that? They developed habits, right? When they, when they were kids in, in California, they went to in and out, yeah. it had good memories. And so I think that's why people get super excited when their favorite, when their favorite uh, fast food restaurant opens in town. Well, but, I'm not going to, I'm not going to wait in line. I don't wait in line for the new cell phones. I don't, I mean, yeah, I don't either. I kind of hate lines, man. Like I'm I, like I the like first guy that either. wants, I want the fast pass. I want like, Get me, get me through first. Like, yep. If I got to pay a little bit more, I'm probably willing to do that to save the time. I'm the same way. And, you know, it's been interesting looking at a lot of new car washes that are getting built now. Um, and I, I went on a tour with a friend of mine, Mike Huggins, in Denver. We toured some of the new car washes in Colorado Springs. And most of them have a unlimited lane. Yep. And, I, and, and we didn't obviously have an unlimited pass to these car washes we were visiting, but I was surprised how quickly people were getting through the un unlimited lane and how important of a component that is to any car wash. But uh, that's one thing I think that's changing in the industry. Um, what's changing? There's going to be a lot of things that are going to be changing. I think remote travel is going to change. I think business travel is going to change quite a bit. Yeah. I think, I think people aren't going to just hop on airplanes and go places like they used to. I think we we're now making remote access very normal it used to be if you didn't travel to a customer, you were, you know, you weren't serious about them, you're lazy, whatever they, you know, that was going through the brain of the customer. But I think nowadays people are realizing I'd rather you save money and save your time and meet with three or four people in a day than just meet with one customer and fly to the West Coast or the East Coast to have that meeting. So I think that's going to change quite a bit because people now see how efficient it is and how effective it is. And you know, it's practically free to do. Well, I, I saw a great, I saw a great, um, I don't know if it was necessary. I don't know if this qualifies as a meme, but, uh, you know, that's what the kids are saying these days, memes. Um, but it was a, it was a image of a guy uh, sitting at his desk, you know, typing away, typing away. And he had this exasperated look on his face and the caption was, oh my God, that meeting really could have been an email. And I think that's like <laughs> so true in so many ways. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, we, you know, it became habitual for, for years. I mean, when I mean, people used to travel on train to go, yeah. you know, to go to meetings, even, you know, before airline travel. And, and, you know, it was one of those things that you kind of expected to do, but nobody ever really thought it through with the advent of technology nowadays. Do we really need to still do those things? So I, th I think businesses are going to keep people home. You know, you're going to have to, you're gonna have to justify travel. Uh, it's gonna have to be for a special reason, but it, it makes life better for the employee too. So, yeah. I mean, there's there 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 there's benefits all the way around. 
Well, unless so. you're unless you're the guy that unless you're the, the the guy or gal out there who you know li- lives for uh, living out of your suitcase, eating yeah, you know, airport sandwiches and that kind of thing, then yeah, you, there, you, there are you, a lot I'm of people sorry. that are like yeah. that though. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, there there are so, but I think I think they're realizing that that you know there's going to be hard. There'll still be companies that'll want you to travel heavily. Yeah. But I think they're going to be less and less of them. Which is good because I spent the first 20, 25 years of my career traveling like a crazy person and wanted to stop traveling and said, oh, I'll get in this car wash industry. You don't have to travel when you're <laughs> in the car wash industry. So that's what I did. So I, th- I think that's one of them. I think the other thing will be you'll see flexibility and work, work ability. So you can be able to work from home or work at the office. I think it's going to be rare to have people come in five days a week. You might have yeah. them come in two or three days a week you know, and having them alternate and have half the people there. And I think it's going to be a big boon for companies. I mean, we're seeing these buildings, these office buildings. I'm sure it's it's that way in St. Paul and Minneapolis. Yeah. But you look at these office buildings, they're empty, you know. And, and you're like, man, think about all the money that's being wrapped up in office building and equipment that's sitting there not being used, but yet these companies are still functioning effectively. So, I think companies are going to get really smart about that on how they spend money on real estate and office space. Yeah. My, my, um, my wife works for a, a big healthcare company here in town and, you know, she had not been in the office in like nine months, right? Like literally had not stepped foot in that office. And she went in um, a while back here and it was just, she said it was like ghost town USA. Right. And like, and it, it and kind of in like an apocalyptic kind of way because yeah, she said she yeah. walked in and she had, you know, you put post-it notes on whatever you're working on and like the ink had faded off the post-it notes. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> like, oh my goodness. Just yeah. gone. I, uh, I haven't been in one of those buildings, so I can just imagine what it's like to go in there, but I'm sure these companies are going to really rethink that whole strategy. Uh, and I think people like working remote. I think they like the flexibility. I think it's better for them. I think it's healthier for them. If you're having a commute, I was talking to somebody from New York City uh, last week on the on the ski on the chairlift up the ski slope, and he talked about you know how much life how much better his life is not going in the office. That's an hour an hour and a half commute yeah. to get to work in in New York City, and he's not having to do that. What do you think? You know, this is interesting because so you know, for me, most of my days I'm I've I've been working remotely for a very long time. Uh, mm-hmm. But I'm I'm thinking about the things that we're watching, right? With with remote working capabilities being really great for people who work traditional office jobs, and some of this some of the sales um, functionalities can change that way. But what do you think it's going to do for you know the car wash owner? You know, fr- obviously, like the, your frontline employees, they got to be there and they got to be loading the cars and they got to be doing the doing the things, um, interacting with customers there, but. What do you, what does that mean for like if you're a car wash owner and you maybe have one or two or three or seven locations what's your I mean has your work changed at all like is your is anything different I, I don't think much is different I think the car wash industry is one of those industries where you need people there you, you know there's not much opportunity for remote work there's a little bit depending on the size of your organization if you have marketing or customer service you could have somebody working remotely with those capabilities, but yeah, it hasn't changed that much. I think, I think in the service organization, it's, it's not going to change. Um, you know, there'll, there'll be some other things that will change, but I think in the car wash industry, I don't believe fundamentally, I think people would like to, but I just don't think there's a way for somebody who's works at a car wash to work remotely. 
Yeah, not until the robots come in. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. So get your. Uh, but I, th I think some of the things that will change is our ability to test quickly. I think we'll see that in 2021. I think if we could test quickly, like if we can get a result back in a matter of minutes instead of days, I think that's going to fundamentally change the game. Because if I can sit down and take a test every day to see if I'm been exposed, if I've got it, if I had it, you know, how much better could I make decisions based on that? So I know there's a lot of companies out there that are scrambling to develop these quick tests. Yeah. I just saw a couple of weeks ago that Walmart is going to sell a test. It's still going to be relatively, it's going to be $20, $30. I can't test myself every day, but if I'm not feeling well and I'd like to know, you know, I'd, I'd be able to do that without running down to the local medical center and get tested, you know, while I'm waiting in my car. Yeah. So I think, I, I think once we get that, that could be the difference. I think these vaccines will make a difference, but that's going to be a longer term solution. Um, what do you think about gatherings? What's going to happen to your favorite NCAA tournament? Oh my gosh. You know, it's going to be, I think it's going to be really different. I think it's going to be a different, um, a different vibe altogether. I mean, you think about, watching sports in general and like, you know, to extend this, even like when you think about the car wash show in November of 2021, it's going to be a different experience. Now, look for the car wash show. Is there still going to be equipment on the floor? Yes. Is it going to be a, you know, is it still going to be a great trade show vibe? Yes. Are we still going to, you know, have a good time together and, and uh, you know, talk shop and, and just be together? Yeah, you bet. But there are going to be some differences. And I think if you, if you think about like the, um, like sports gatherings and, and what they've done and the way that they've kind of brought some, um, some of the virtualization is a terrible word, but I'm going to say it anyway, but virtualization of the sports experience. You know, when you were watching the NBA, even early on when they were piping <laughs> fans in, in these giant video yeah. walls, I mean, I don't think that, I think you're going to see that kind of stuff and you're going to see that at, at, uh, at trade shows and associate and conferences and all that kind of thing. You're going to start seeing people who are piped in and there are going to be, uh, populations of people who don't want to gather and don't feel comfortable and that's okay. Yeah. But I yeah. think that, that events are going to um, be forever changed. You know, like little things like guess, guess what you're probably not going to do. You're probably not going to go eat at the buffet. I mean, you're probably, could be true. you're probably not going down that path. Yeah. 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 That absolutely could be true. That's some of those, those business models are going to change forever. Um, it's interesting sports, um, Vale resorts, which is the largest mm, yeah. holder of ski resorts in the world came out with a reservation system this year. So for the first time to go skiing anywhere, you have to make a reservation and they did, they did some interesting things from a technology perspective where they, everybody that wanted to make a reservation gets put in a holding room yep. and then you're actually staying in what I, what I would call a virtual line. And they would tell you, okay, you got 45 minutes, you got 30 minutes and would, it would count you down. You'd be able to see how many people were ahead of you, but then it would let you into the website to make the reservations. How many times do you get in a situation where everybody wants to make a reservation and it crashes the website? Oh my gosh. You know, That's so what, what they did, which was smart is they came up with this ancillary technology where you got to go to the waiting room first. Yeah. And I think making reservations to do things will become more of a norm. I don't think you'll just be able to show up. I've got to do some, some uh, work with my, cable company and I just can't show up. I got to make a reservation, you know? So there'll be some advantage. I like that idea. Cause when I want to show up, I don't want to sit for an hour and wait. So I think a lot of these industries and are going to start 
really incorporating a reservations process into their into their systems. And I think that's something that's going to be more ubiquitous than than it used to be. Well, I think, yeah, I mean, the um, the whole convenience factor that that has started to pop up because of these habits that we've been forming in, in 2020, it's it's kind of crazy. Like, I mean, I think about, I, I used to really like going to like the grocery store, man. Like that was like, a, I had like good memories from childhood. It was like just a fun experience. Guess what, man? I hate the grocery <laughs> store now. Like, hate it, man. Like, I yeah. don't want to go. I want, I want Instacart to like deliver me my stuff and like have yeah. to show up outside the house. I'm like, hey, Costco came. That's fantastic. I don't ever have to like fight people for samples. Thank God. Like, none of that's yeah. happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of those things are going to go away, and we're not going to even realize that we used to do it this way versus that way. But the whole online delivery process, I think is yeah. really, really going to change. And I was, I was debating with my son who works for, for a very, very large computer company. It starts with a G and, um, you know, what's, what's, what's really going to change is, is online delivery. Is it, is it effective? Is it efficient? Is it, you know, I think about, okay, if you're going to, if you're going to deliver TVs to a store, is it better to have one truck deliver a hundred TVs versus a hundred deliveries to different individuals. And it looked like it was kind of weighing itself out when we talked about all the, you know, as far as cardboard, you're still going to have the same amount of cardboard. Mm -hmm. You know, I would be driving to the store versus the store coming to me. And so I think this is certainly here to stay. And my wife, you know, and God bless her in her Christmas shopping. I think (laughs) 90% of it was online this year. So um, yeah, I think those things are going to be here to stay too. So anything that can be done for you, like grocery shopping, um, I think people are going to, you know, that those are going to be habits. You're never going to realize you, you, uh, you switched. Yeah. You know, the thing that as, as we're talking here, one of the things that's kind of interesting to me is like consumer behavior is changing, like right in front of our faces. Right. Like, yeah. And, and even to the, to the extent that I want to know, I'm, I'll, I'll be really watching how customer behavior changes at the car wash uh, in 2021, yeah. because you know, like, from a from the operator side, you know, you're used to customer gets on on the lot and you're like engaging with them, you're smiling, you're trying to talk to them, you're trying to do, t- trying to inter- interact and and you're going to find that people maybe there, there's a larger population than we think that's going to really like this contactless piece and yeah. is, and is not going to want to engage. Like they just want to yeah. go through and do their thing and and move on. They want convenient, they want uh efficient and they want it to to be good, right? Yeah. It's interesting that a lot of people, when we had our exterior express came because they didn't want to interact. You, you start right. walking to the pay station and they're like, don't come <laughs> near me, yeah. you know? And that was just, just their way. But I think there's more people like that now, but I had people that would never go to my car wash because they couldn't talk to somebody. They, you know, they couldn't interact. They couldn't. And so they, they would tell me, I'm never going to your car wash because you don't have that. Um, but I, I think people want a good experience. They want a quick experience. They want a very efficient experience. And so the advent of what technology is doing for us to understand our customers, to understand our paid, I call them paid customers, the people that don't have unlimited clubs, yep. and then the people that have unlimited clubs. Technology is, is driving a lot of the friction that we've created by creating those programs out, out of the process. And then the winners, I think, in 2021 and beyond, will be the people who in, incorporate that technology to make it easy to sign up, make it easy to cancel, make it easy to communicate, 
um, those are going to be the winners because people aren't going to put up with what we were doing five years ago with unlimited clubs. I mean, we grew on unlimited clubs to thousands of members. Well, it just created problems, you know, <laughs> I mean, you know, people call in, they, they want to know. So we, we had to, we had to add people, we had to add administrative staff to deal with our unlimited club uh, opportunities and issues. But, you know, the people that are incorporating technology to do those things and understand what their frequencies are and communicate when people haven't been there for a while to give yeah. them a special offer, or encourage them to come back. I think those are going to be the big winners. Yeah, that's you. That's a huge area. I mean, we're going to I'll tell you what, we're going to have a whole show on that uh, unlimited opportunity and communication um, yeah. sometime here in 2021, because that is a giant uh, chasm of opportunity for people in this industry. And yeah. And I think yeah. it's just, it's just because, you know, we, we grew it up kind of, um, organically and unlimited kind of came to us and subscriptions were pretty new. And, uh, we're getting to the point, I think in the car wash industry where we really need to up our game in terms of the, um, the, the overall execution of what those look like and the sophistication, because, yeah. you know, we're, we're, we're to this stage now where like, we got to be more like, you know, Netflix and Amazon and some of these, some of these bigger organizations, even when we're operating at, at what is a very, um, you know, solopreneur, entrepreneur level in a one and two type location situation, you still have to provide the same level of subscription service that people are accustomed to. And that's, yeah, it's yeah. going to be a challenge. Yeah, and, and, the, and their expectations are getting very high. Mm -hmm. And if you make it hard for me, you know, if you make it hard for me to sign up, forget it, right? Yep. But if you make it hard for me to cancel, I will never forget that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I will never forgive you. <laughs> for making my life miserable. And it happens all the time, right? I'm, yeah. I'm trying to change my cable subscriptions oh, uh, at our vacation home. And like, I'm just dreading calling the cable company to say, I don't want TV anymore. I just want internet. I don't want to go through the craziness that I'm going to have to go through. So make it easy for them to sign up, make it even easier for them to cancel. They will forgive you. Mm -hmm. And when they think about signing up again, they're going to come back. But if you make it hard, forget it. Forget it. There are, there are too many other car washes around now. They, you know, they have a lot of options. Yep. They're going to go to the one that's easy, yep. right? That's easy to get to, the one that's easy, easy to get through, and the one that's easy to sign up and cancel, and the people that aren't going to give them a hard time. Well, and you know you know what it comes down to? This is, it's an exercise in trust and, and yeah. trust, trusting your brand and, and believing in the, in the service that you offer. So if you're doing a good job and people want to cancel, okay, they cancel. That's okay. You, you got to believe okay. that you're, you're going to get them back. It's okay. Yeah, you'll get them it's, back. You know, if they call and if we haven't used it in three months, you know, you're going to give them a refund. Make it, just make it easy. Don't, yep. don't make yourself crazy. I, you know, I, I eventually came to the conclusion. I told my people, do whatever it takes to make the customer happy. Don't worry about it. If they didn't use their club in three months and they want a refund, refund their money. Just yep. make it super easy for them. It's not that big of a deal. It's not that much money. But I see all the time on Facebook on, you know, the one, one of some, some of the groups where somebody gets really mad about somebody that wants, wants a refund or, you know, or whatever, just quit driving yourself crazy about those things, you know, focus on customer service. I think in 2021, 22, it's going to be focusing on customer service, but yeah. it's going to be different than what you and I have thought of in the past in terms of the definition of customer service. Well, it's almost just a, just a resetting of, of going back to the basics in terms of like control what you can control, yep. right? Do what you can do. You can, and what you can control, guess what? You can, you can provide a good experience for that customer regardless of the scenario. Like you can yep. always control that. Yeah. 
Agreed. Agreed. So I'm excited. Let's, let's, uh, let's do that podcast on, on marketing here in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. That'd be great. You're great. Good discussion, Matt. Hopefully, uh, people get something out of it, but, uh, 2021, I want, I want to bring this one thing up that I did learn and it did make a big impact on me last, last month. I read this book from Ryan holiday and he, he has a, each, he has this daily stoic, uh, uh, page each, each day that you kind of read. He talked about James Stockdale. Do you know who James yeah, Stockdale yeah. is? Yeah. Okay. So James Stockdale was the highest ranking military officer in prison during the Vietnam War in what they called the Hanoi Hilton, uh, which was nothing like a Hilton, but that's just what they called it. But he said that the, the, the prisoners of wars that died in prison were the ones that were, were the most optimistic which I thought, okay, well, this has got my attention because we, we think optimism is like an important ingredient. But he said, what happened is those particular prisoners believed, okay, we're going to get out at Christmas. We're going to get out, you know, we're going to get out in July. They kept believing that they were going to be released or the war was going to be over at certain points. And eventually over time, when they were not released, they just sort of died of a broken heart. Oh man! And he said, you know, don't don't it's more important to be a realist than, than 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 be an optimist and i think a lot of us were victims of that in 2020 where okay if we just lock down for three months it's going to be over by by the end of spring or you know what if we if we can get through the summer and we're all outside and we're not indoors you know he kills kills the virus it's going to be over by school you know and, and we, we keep setting these time frames and we keep getting disappointed and I think for 2021, if we can leave, you know, our listeners with anything is it'll be over when it's over. Yeah. Don't, don't try to rush it. Don't try to predict when it's going to be over. I know everybody in, in the media is trying to tell us when they think it's going to be over, but just kind of keep doing what you're doing. And when it's over, it'll be over, but quit trying to wish and hope it's going to be over sooner than it is. That is, that is sound counsel, my friend. That's right. That's right. So that's, that was my big takeaway this fall. And it, it kind of hit me like, you know, I was super excited about it being over, but there's nothing like that. Oh, it's really not over. You know, it just keeps wearing you down. Don't wear yourself down. There's enough out there right now to wear you down without you wearing yourself down. Yeah. And I'm going to, you don't want, you don't want this in your life. <laughs> I'm glad to hear that yeah, come out. Yeah, that's that's what it is, right? That's that's what you're running yourself into. That's it. That's it. Well, good episode, Matt. Thanks a bunch. And we want to thank our listeners for listening to this episode of Car Watch the Podcast. And again, we want to get this podcast in the hands of everybody in our industry. So tell your friends and associates about it. You can get Car Watch the Podcast anywhere on any platform you get podcast, or simply go to our website at carwashthepodcast.com. You can listen to it online or download it. And for Matt DeWolf and myself, thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time and keep washing those cars. Car Wash the Podcast is your source for real stories and real business insights from the experts, both in and out of the car wash industry. Our show helps investors, owners, operators, and managers think about ways to enhance their business. Our podcast is a free on-demand audio program that provides information on the latest trends impacting the industry, tips from successful industry leaders, and inspiration for our listeners.